Hello, Marvelites. Welcome to uh, a very exciting episode of This Week in Marvel. Yeah. I'm Ryan Panagos, a.k.a. Marvel's Agent M, joined by... Marvel... Editorial director. Editorial director of digital media, Ben Morse. Yeah, you're Ben Morse. Thank you. And we are joined by... Uh, me, Joe Cassad. <laughs> How are you? Uh, <laughs> Chief creative officer and uh, legend in the biz. We're very excited because I had this idea. I was like, 2016 is looking to be one of like the coolest years. We've got so much stuff yeah. going on. Um, we're, we're killing it in publishing and TV and all these different places. And it's like, why don't we sit down with Joe, who is... He's got his hand in all the pies. You know, you know chiefly all the pies. Uh, officiating the content. Kind of, yeah. You know, it's it's uh, it's 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 going to be a great year, but it's also a, a, I'm already really tired just thinking <laughs> about. Uh, we we do a, we have a lot of stuff on our plate, and yeah. uh, but but it's it's gonna be a lot of fun. It really is, and 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 the best part is uh, is is the way that our fans not to only anticipate the material, but uh, how they greet the material when it's actually in their hands, yeah. you know, or on their screens, uh, or in their theaters, and that that's that's uh, ultimately uh, the fun part. The real, fun, the real fun part. Very fun part. Yeah. So, Joe, you spent years before becoming chief creative officer as editor-in-chief of Marvel, where mm -hmm. you were, you know, day-to-day -day right in there doing all the stuff we were doing with publishing. Now that you're chief creative officer, you're stepped back a little bit, but still involved. What have you thought of what we've been doing in publishing generally, you know, from Secret Wars to the diversity of the line right now to all new, all different Marvel, as a kind of an outside observer? Almost. I, you know, I, I, th I think it's fantastic. I, I, I love the way that the, that the guys are continuously keeping the, the, the stories and the characters fresh, uh, keeping them alive for the fans. And I always said that during my tenure uh, as editor-in-chief that, that, that my job uh, was pretty much that. And, 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 and to make sure that when, when I hopefully lead the position of my own accord, which I was <laughs> lucky enough to do, uh, uh, that the characters are in as good, if not better shape than they were before I got there. And, and that's really that's really the goal because you know these these characters belong to everybody. Uh, they're they're iconic. They're legendary, and 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 and, and hopefully you know will will live eternal lives. Mm -hmm. uh, but that only happens if we're cognizant of the fact that you know they they're also they're they're also meant to be played with and stretched and bent. Uh, but but you could break them. You could, mm -hmm. and 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 so so my goal was always to make sure that when I hand them off because. They're not mine. When I hand them off, that uh, that, I, that I've done a decent enough job, and, and that that they're in good shape. And and I think the, the guys today, from from Axel and Tom and uh, Nick and and everybody involved in these books, uh, are doing a stellar job, uh, doing a much better job than I did, uh, <laughs> and, and keeping the, the the flames lit and, and and fans interested. I mean, you know, the the diversity right now in comics is phenomenal. Uh, the diversity in the readership in comics uh, is phenomenal. Just genre in general, uh, the people that that, that that love what we do and what anybody in genre does, uh, it's pretty amazing. It's a great time. Um, so one of the big things we have this year, Civil War II, it, we're, we're still pretty early, so we can't get into too much. Right. But um, what was – what was I, I, I know we're talking a lot about 2016, but in, it, this is also the 10th anniversary of the original Civil it War. Is. It is. Which is mind-boggling <laughs> to me. Yeah. Well, you know what's really mind-boggling? In those 10 years – I look almost exactly the same. Almost exactly the same. Bendis yeah. and Millar 
look horrible. Terrible. Yeah. If Terrible. you compare those, I mean, they they they, they were such young, yeah. spry whippersnappers ten years ago. Literal now husks of their former it's, selves. It's like they aged fifty years yeah. in the ten. It's unbelievable, especially Millar. Yeah. You know, and the point, that, and, and his English hasn't gotten any better. No. <laughs> His, his English is the worst. You would think there would be a trade-off of some sort. I know. But yeah, I know. No. He has to get rid of that funky accent. I we were sorry. I, I, did, I, no, I digressed okay. there for a second. I, we were. Um, John Cirilli was reviewing a cut of the Captain America 75th anniversary special right. that's airing on ABC, and I was wasn't paying attention. And it was behind me, and all I heard was Millar's voice, hmm. and it was just like the brogue. Right. It was. I was. Did you jarring. understand a single word of it? No. No. Either. No. But I could tell that he was speaking. Right. And it was Luckily, he doesn't write with the bro, because <laughs> then we would have issues. And by the way, that 75th anniversary special, awesome. Yeah. Awesome job you guys did on that. Uh, I was really, really happy with the way it came out. Cool. You know, so, yeah. Yeah. You, uh, know, you say cool. Wait, did you have a hand in it? No, I, I did not. No. That's John Cirilli, Harry Go on our side. Well, don't say cool like, you know. <laughs> he, was, he was sitting here ready to take the credit. I've given John I, I notes. You were listening to it. Yeah. Yeah, cool. Uh, I've given him some notes and told him to, to do better, and he's he's done his own thing. John's our secret weapon. He is. It's pretty great. Yeah. Uh, but Civil War Two, very exciting stuff. Um, are there any teases you want to give to the fans about what's in store for the Marvel Universe? They fight. <laughs> <laughs> they fight. They fight. Uh, no, it's again, it's 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 a it's a new and interesting take. Uh, it's it's a concept that I think um, stands on its own two feet, uh, while at the same time you know honors the the, the previous one, uh, and and both exist in in the same world. So it, it, it's it's a pretty neat idea that the guy's got going on. But there's really very little that that we could obviously say here yeah. right now without spoiling anything. I mean, we just we just announced it really the other you know, know. not too yeah. long ago. So uh, so the name is out there. Yes, hmm. um, and the creative team: Brian Michael Bendis and David Marquez. Oh God. All right, all right. We're good at Marquez. The Bendis thing, <laughs> the Bendis thing. I'm dubious about. <laughs> Marquez is. We were looking he's at his wonderful. Uh, Invincible Iron Man today, and it was just. He's special. He's Listen, really it's, it, he elevates the Bendis material <laughs> to a whole new level. Someone's got it right. This guy, he's just fantastic. Yeah. All right, let's switch gears for a sec. Let's talk a little bit about TV. Uh, we released not one but two series on Netflix this year, Marvel's Daredevil, Marvel's Jessica Jones. And really unlike anything we've ever put out there, not just in terms of TV but ever, what do you think are some of the greatest strengths of our Netflix shows that make them stand out from the pack? Well, like everything that we're, we're trying to do in, in you know, the, the, the movie medium and the television medium, we're, we're looking at superheroes and, and trying to present these, these shows and these stories, uh, each with their own sort of hook and different light and, 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 and a, a peek into all the different genres that can be played with even within the context of the superhero genre. So, uh, you know, where, where, where Daredevil was a very, you know, noir sort of, you know, uh, dark comic book world you, you you have Jessica who lives in that same world uh, but it's a wholly different take I mean it, it's, it's a detective story uh, it's a really broken hero uh, and and it does have some some aspects of, of horror and suspense I mean it, 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 it is almost a zombie story in a lot of ways too right. uh, but it's very very unique and I, I think that's the the great fun that we could have with this universe and because it's on Netflix Anyone who's been reading 
Marvel comics for a significant amount of time, or just anybody who's been reading comics in general. Uh, you know, for 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 the for the neophyte, you know, they, they may just think the comics are people in you know leotards and in capes and stuff. Uh, but those of us who've been doing this for for years understand that comics come in all shapes and sizes. It's not just about superheroes, or if it is about superheroes, it isn't just about superheroes in capes and tights. Uh, and and we and we have a, a vast variety of product for all age ranges. We have stuff for kids. We have stuff for teens. We have stuff for adults. Uh, we get very very edgy uh, when the story is calling for it. And and the, there is a segment of the Marvel Universe, we, we call it the Marvel Knights segment of the universe for quite a while, um, that is very street level, very dark, very edgy, uh, and, and you know not the kind of stuff that you might see on, uh, on you know, mainstream ta- TV. So, so, the, so the Netflix model allows us to really dig into those characters and tell those stories the way that they were really meant to be told. I mean, Daredevil is a very edgy character, lives in a very edgy world. Same thing with Jessica Jones. Uh, they were created to live in those worlds. So now we have a vehicle by which we can produce something on the screen that allows us to use uh, p- uh, put these characters in a place of st- uh, where, they're, where they're strongest. All that said, with the second season of Daredevil coming fast and furious, what can you say about how that's going to raise the bar even more uh it's not gonna be edgy anymore it's a rom-com yeah we're, we're yeah basically yeah uh yeah it's it's uh it, it's him and electra and then the gang at the coffee <laughs> yeah. shop kind of thing uh you know and this guy frank castle comes yeah. in he's a, new, hey. he's a new kid in the neighborhood kind of, you know. Maddie, uh, what's little, going little on? edgy he's got a skull on his shirt. <laughs> uh, I, I gotta say uh, you know for, for me uh, season one was so much fun to work on, and and, and such a and such a such a great ride, and and and, and Stephen Denight and Drew Goddard and the entire team did an amazing job creating the world and and, and setting us up. Season two picks up uh, from where Drew and Stephen uh, left off, and and I think uh, is elevated to to a whole other level. I mean, you know, we're we're introducing two characters, we're introducing uh, some some great villainy uh, again can't can't reveal too much except for the fact that uh if you like season one i i, I will predict that you will like season two even better it's mm-hmm. just it, it it's it's pretty special and i can't say enough about our cast our cast is just ridiculous these guys are uh such amazing actors and people and and and, and unbelievably professional and um just perform the hell out of this show you know so yeah and i, I think it's, it's interesting because punisher and Electra are these characters coming into the show this season. What are what have you seen from their performances that you're most like tuned into? From, you know, because they, they, I having I haven't read the scripts or watched all the episodes yet, but the I remember reading the outline and watching how this the season progresses and like sitting back and putting my hands in my head like what is happening. Yeah. So I, I can only imagine what that what I want to know what your reaction was as you start seeing the episodes coming in and, and what those characters are doing. Well, you know, Elodie as as Electra um is there's a physicality to her um that is so much what you want to see from the character because Elodie is a, is, is a really great martial artist. Uh she 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 knows how to move. She she can kick ass. Uh so there there is a I guess the only way to describe it is that there's almost like a cat-like presence to her, where where you you sense this 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 cat and mouse game that she plays with Matt Murdock. Uh, it's 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 incredibly strong. The two of them are really sexy together, uh, and and you could tell that there's a lot going on 
inside of Electra, and, and Elodie really sort of really taps into that. Uh, it, it's, I'm, I'm dancing around yeah. stuff because <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to spoil anything for the fans, and I don't want to get fired. So, <laughs> uh, so it's a, it's a precarious dance here. Uh, I'm a little, playing a little cat and mouse with the fans too. Uh, she looks the part, um, and uh, and she has this amazing accent <laughs> that really brings something to the role. Uh, and then uh, John. Bernthal as as Punisher, uh, you know th- there have been some some real great incarnations of the Punisher that, that have come in the past, and I think uh, John is the Punisher. There's nothing else I can say. There, there will there will be in fans' minds there will be no other Punisher by John, like except for John. By the time they they see this on Netflix, uh, not only is he a Frank Castle who sort of leaped off a Steve Dillon page, you know, or a Tim Bradstreet cover. Uh, but he has this intensity that is um, chews up the scenery. You, you just you, you cannot take your eyes off of him. And when he and Charlie are together, and okay, spoiler warning: Punisher <laughs> and Daredevil will have some scenes together. Whoa! I know. I'm sorry. You they heard it here have, first. I know how much would it, it would really suck if. And by the way, <laughs> Punisher and Daredevil never meet in all 13 episodes. Yeah, they right. will not <laughs> see each other once. Um, but, but when the two of them are on camera. Um, you know, it, it's it's it, nothing else exists. It, you're, you are so captivated by those two guys. It's 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 uh, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, I, I think when you when you talk about John as being this intimidating force, connecting him to the Bradstreet and Steve Dillon stuff yeah. is possibly the greatest like connection that as as a Punisher as a comic book fan yeah. I can imagine. Yes, yeah. scary, intimidating, uh, like a, a a nightmare walking almost. It's really cool. there. There there are moments. In the show, um, more often than not, where where he is truly terrifying and and truly powerful and, and, and a force of nature, uh, and you juxtapose that uh, next to Charlie's take on Daredevil, which is um, this this man of faith and this and this smoldering, you know, confliction inside of him, and he's seeing a reflection in the mirror of one side of what's inside of him right the, the the devil and the angel uh when when the two of them were together and, and those sparks fly it's it's uh it, it's, it's pretty phenomenal yeah uh one of the other characters who i i am just delighted and fascinated by as we get through every series is claire temple rosario dawson as being this cat this character who shows up you know she was introduced in daredevil and was like this amazing force then we see her in jessica jones we know she's coming in luke cage like mm-hmm. what is that what what is she what do you feel she's brought to these shows uh there, you know, there's something so naturalistic about I think Rosario's approach and, and and when she's on screen, and there is, you know, aside from being an incredibly gifted actor, um, there is a every person quality about her, where I think the viewer finds themselves uh, identifying uh, with Claire or 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 empathizing with Claire. Uh, she, 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 in a lot of ways, is the eyes of the audience in a lot of these situations. You know, and when, when she encounters Daredevil in the dumpster for the first time, uh, when she encounters Jessica and Luke in the hospital, and and she's watching. You know, she is watching. You know, what, I, I, I just, just this just occurred to me right now. She, in a lot of ways, is a Phil Sheldon type of character mm. from Marvel, yeah. where she's watching the Marvel universe come to life. 
personally. She's standing in the middle of it, and it just happens to be circling around her. Uh, and and yes, she will be in Luke Cage, and I don't want to spoil that either. But uh, but I think that's that's what she she brings right now to the shows, and 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 her performances are just are are, are, are so lovely that that you can't help but be in her shoes because of that naturalistic approach she has. She, you never feel that she's acting. She's just. Claire Temple. She's so good. Yeah, it's it's bonkers. Uh, we also have Luke Cage, and we don't want to talk about that too much. But I mean, how exciting was it to see Mike Coulter just embody Luke yeah. from Jessica Jones? And now we're getting you know a whole series of well, my, my favorite, my one of my favorite lines in, in Jessica Jones, where he says, "You can't hurt me, I'm unbreakable." Yeah, and, and he's yeah. going, "Okay, all right, just, <laughs> just 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 cut right to Luke Cage mm-hmm. right now." You know. <laughs> Uh, it, it, it's really exciting. It's really Mike, Michael is uh, is a, another great guy, another great actor. We we've been we've been really 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 lucky uh, with with the, the 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 great talent we've we've been you know blessed to have on these shows. Uh, so again, not a lot I can say about Luke yeah. Cage right now, but again, a, a, a different feel, a, a very different feel. Although it lives in the same world, it's a dark and gritty world, very realistic world, very very different. From Jessica Jones and Daredevil. Yeah, and then I also got to give kudos to you and the uh, the rest of the TV team for getting Sweet Christmas in there. I think twice yes. during Jessica I counted. Jones. Yeah. yeah, two times. I lost it. Yeah. I was slapping <laughs> my leg, and I was so excited. My wife was like, "Wait, what?" Yeah, it was yeah. great. It was really and, and 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 it, you know, if you don't know what it means, it wasn't said in such a way that you yeah. go, "What the hell did he just say?" <laughs> you know. Because Sweet Christmas is something yeah. that just rolls off the tongue. Yeah. Uh, but Michael just delivered it beautifully. Yes, it's pretty great. And one of the things, for some reason, I just sort of put it all together that these four characters came to life in such prominence in the Marvel comics of the during your reign as editor-in-chief, which is fa- it, it's really cool to see that the run, the multiple runs of Daredevil and how important they were especially for me as someone who was reading comics before I got to Marvel and how much I love that character. And then Alias and Jessica Jones and, you know, uh, Luke Cage joining the new Avengers and, and Iron Fist and his book, The Immortal Iron Fist, mm-hmm. like those characters and how we've gotten these amazing comic book stories. Now we're seeing them on TV. It's just... And in the movies too. I mean, yeah. Civil, Civil War. And, yeah. You know, a lot of the stuff you've seen in, 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 in the Marvel Cinematic Universe to, to this point. The it, It's funny. Thank you, by the way. But one of the things that... I've, I've probably told this story a few times. I don't know if I've ever told it on the air, but uh, one of the things that got me in, back into comics, I, I was I, I read them as a kid, and then I stopped, and then I picked them up again when I was about twenty-five. And, uh, and there were two books that were that were that got me hooked on comics. One was Return of the Dark Knight. The other one was Watchmen. Watchmen, in particular, at the time that I was reading it, it was the perfect time for me to be reading it. It was the right age, and and it was it was you know mind blowing. And epic and like nothing I'd ever seen or read before, uh, and and I remember thinking that you know I want to do this. I think I want to do this for a living. I want to try this, and and so I, I'm a very goal oriented person, right? And and I try to to to, to role model my success over people that I admire, and and, and try to try to, to 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 learn in particular ways and learn my craft. And and so so my goal was uh, someday I want to write and or draw something as good as Watchmen. And I knew it was an unrealistic goal because because Watchmen is a is a is a product it's for the same reason that there could there could never be another Sgt. Peppers, right? Mm-hmm. Because it was a product of the time, place, where music was, where rock and roll music was at the time, 
uh, you can't recreate that. It, it just was. Uh, and because of that, it was groundbreaking and then, and then influenced everything that came after it. It's the same thing with, with, with Watchmen. There, there, there isn't going to be another Watchmen. There'll be something else somewhere down the road. It'll be its own thing and unique. But, but my goal was to, to, to try to reach that level. Now, I, I'm sure a lot of other creators had those same kind of goals and aspirations. And realistically, there's been a lot of great work that's come since Watchmen. And, but none of us have ever really achieved that or something like Sandman, right? I mean, these are these are these are epitomes of of of, of, of comic creation at a at a particular time when comics was on the cusp of going one way or the other. Uh, luckily, went the right way. <laughs> um, so so that was my goal, and 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 like so many people, I, I never achieved a product, a story of the quality of a Watchman. Right? It just didn't happen for me. That's fine. I mean, I, I think I've worked on some really nice projects and some, some fun projects and some successful projects and things that I'm proud of and some things I'm not. Um, and then, it, then one day I realized that maybe as, as I was sort of, you know, at the height of my tenure as editor-in-chief and, 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 and we, were, we, we had a really good run of success and things were going really well and we were telling some great stories and Civil War had come out. And, and it occurred to me, I said, you know, Maybe for me, the, the, the satisfaction I was taking was that maybe my Watchmen was this body of work, right? This is my Watchmen. This, this, is, this is what, you know, I could say I, I sort of, you know, happened while I was, you know, in the chair. Uh, and now as I see so much of this stuff, uh, you know, bleeding out of the, the world of comic books and, and, and now, you know, these stories and these characters that, that were the focal point of, of, of my tenure are in mass media, uh, it's that much more sort of fulfilling to me. And I get, okay, you know, that, that was, that's, that's kind of what I did. Uh, and, uh, and I'm done. <laughs> you know. uh, but, but it's, it's, and, and I only recount this story because, because, you know, uh, I know there are a lot of creators out there, a lot of young artists and writers who, you know, who set goals for themselves. And, and sometimes the success that you are shooting for and looking to achieve, you may achieve. It just may come in a different package than the one you were, looking for it maybe come come wrapped in a different bow uh but but just keep plugging away and you know see what it brings i like that yeah. nice inspirational stuff moving away from netflix but sticking with the tv stuff for a little bit agents of shield is now in its third season um like nothing we had done before yeah. just same as netflix you know agents of shield was our, our first real television effort how has it evolved? How has it evolved over the three years? What lessons have been learned, and how have they been applied to this most recent season? Well, I think I think the 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 strongest lessons were how much the fans really react to the continuous long form story that is happening in Shield. Uh, we found that the the, the more we, we play into a mythology, mm -hmm. the more. Uh, we tap into that as opposed to sort of told in one episodes, uh, the better they're received and the more our fans and fans in general uh, really like the show. I think what's what's unique about S.H.I.E.L.D. that, that maybe, and, 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 and I think it's, it's great that it's not something that people will go, hey, that's happening in this show, unlike any other shows, is how much new mythology is actually being created in S.H.I.E.L.D., right? Because you look at our movies, you look at our our Netflix shows, and while we in, might introduce a new character here and there, or a twist on an older character, a lot of what we're doing are, uh, you know, we're, we're cherry picking uh, from classic stories, right? So, so Daredevil, you know, cherry picks from three or four classic Daredevil stories, you know, a little bit of the origin, a little bit of the Bendis run, a little bit of the Frank Miller run, uh, and, you know, some Kevin Smith here and there, and 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 we, and it becomes 
Daredevil. So, so it's distilled from a place. Uh, the same thing with Jessica. And Luke Cage will be, it, it, and, and the same thing with our, with our movies. You, you can tell where the inspirations are, especially if you've read the comics. S.H.I.E.L.D. is very unique in the sense that, that while you may see an established character or an old character name appear here and there, they are creating new mythology that it's stuff that we haven't even seen in the books that actually starts to be adapted into our books. Uh, that's where that show is really, really unique. And Agent Carter is very much the same as well. It, they're, they're, creating, they're creating new mythology, new characters, new content, while at the same time bringing in some of the older stuff or some of the established stuff. Um, and I think that's it's great for those shows because you know, we, when we launched Shield, there was you know there was an outcry. When's Captain America showing up? Mm-hmm. When's Iron Man showing up? And and the truth of the matter is that 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 while that would be all well and good, the show needed to stand on its own two feet. And I and I think our our writers and our and our performers and our producers, everybody worked really really hard. And now that show, uh, Shield and Agent Carter, they stand on their own two feet and they create their own mythology that now people are really you know I mean I, I mean the 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 one of the greatest moments was was. Spoiler uh, <laughs> was the turn of Agent Ward, mm-hmm. um, and how much we've gotten out of that, and mm. and and how how Brett has acted the beep out of that role, uh, and 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 turn Ward into such an awesome character that you love to hate, hate to love, and he's sexy while he's doing the whole damn thing, right? <laughs> uh, damn him. Uh, <laughs> so, so those are the things, and there was no Agent Ward before this show ever ever started. Uh, there was no Agent May before this show ever started. So, that's to me the one of the wonderful things about Shield is how how it really uh, stands on its own two feet, uh, doesn't doesn't you know rely on a cameo. Not to say that it wouldn't happen, but just saying that it's good, you know. It's pretty exciting. Yeah, it's been a fun, fun, good season. What are you looking forward to in the uh, the second half of this third season? Uh, <laughs> I can't <laughs> tell you that. Uh, there's Try a lot. To pull it out. You know? There's a lot of great stuff coming, man. There's a lot of great stuff. But right now, I'm I'm, I'm excited to see uh, Agent Carter season two yeah. come on the screen. That's gonna be great uh, with, with with Haley and and you know and and it's just it's just. Uh, it's a wonderful show, and, and season two is going to be a lot of fun, uh, especially now that it takes place in L.A. Yeah. Uh, we got a little more Howard Stark here and there, you know, so it should be fun. One of the things I thought would be super cool, and I, you could tell me if, you know, how it is on the production side, living in that, that world of Agent Carter set in the past, now set in L.A., how much fun is that for, for you guys to, to put together and to, like, shine a light on this you know, we go to we go to space, we go to underwater, we go to all these different places. Now we're going to the past of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. It's, it's awesome. Yeah, I mean, I mean, arguably, it's it's also it's also much harder to do. Yeah. Uh, just just from a uh, set design and and, 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 and wardrobe uh, and hair and everything. I mean, anything, any kind of period piece is just so much more difficult to do. Uh, so you know, kudos to, to to the entire production team who who are involved in the show because they. They do a wonderful job of really nailing the period, and, and uh, uh, but also also nailing the period in a way that doesn't feel old fashioned. It still feels modern, which is what you need for for an audience to to remain compelled uh, to watch the show. Yeah, um, yeah. I, there's a bunch of things I would want to ask. Maybe we'll maybe we'll talk again okay. at the end of <laughs> both Agent Carter and Agents of Shield sure. seasons because there's some fun stuff happening at the end yeah. of those. Yeah. 
Well, let's let's wrap up talking about another uh, aspect of Marvel Television. That's Marvel Animation. Which yeah, of course you're involved in. What's going on in Marvel Animation, and uh, what's got you excited? What are you uh, What are you working on? Well, you know, I, I I love the Guardians of the Galaxy show. I love the fact that we're mixing music in with with animation. Uh, we have some new Spider-Man stuff that's coming up. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but there isn't a lot. Again, animation is one of those things. It's it's tough to reveal a lot of stuff either because sure. we have we have a lot of stuff in development. I mean, a lot of stuff that's really fun and really interesting. Uh, that uh, that I can't even talk about right now um, because it's it's some of it's a little out there too. Uh, but we're we're working on on some cool stuff, and it's not not just uh, you know the, the your standard you know twenty some odd minute animated weekly episodes. We're, we're we're doing some cool stuff. We're experimenting with some ideas. Cool. So what, so it, along that line, what what's that like to sort of go down these paths of developing? all these different kinds of properties and programs and possibilities mm-hmm. when you know when you have 8000 characters to, right. to work with <laughs> yeah. uh, do you ever find yourself like i know at times i find myself paralyzed by choice yeah. of too yeah. many things to do that i have access to whether whatever mm-hmm. it is is there ever a, a problem with that with you guys um Yes and no. I mean, you know, just just yesterday. I mean, I, I can't get into the details of the conversation, but just yesterday we were talking about um, uh, using a character from our library for a guest appearance somewhere, and so so the discussion was, uh, th- would this guest appearance be fun? Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, do we want to do it? Because as we were discussing the character, you know, the the. This is a character that 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 maybe could have a life of its own, in, in its in its own sort of vehicle. Uh, and I'm, again, I'm not saying if this is animation, if this is television, movie. Just just it's just a this is I'm just giving you sort of an, an inside look, but I can't tell you exactly yeah. what the sausages that we're making because it would spoil too much stuff. They're very tasty. I would yes, say. It, yes. And so so we have a discussion about this. You know, uh, the the pros and cons. The you know what does the guest appearance give us? What would developing this character in a vehicle give us uh and and these discussions continue you know are con- are continuously going on uh but but all of this stuff happens uh with with a ton of thought and a ton of thinking and a ton of creative discussions that go on behind the scenes before we do it uh so so in that sense it's it's a lot of work and it's a lot of guessing too you know you just you don't know nobody knows for sure if we did well you know uh, well hell uh, we'd be working at Marvel which kind of uh, <laughs> we kind of have an idea uh, but it's it's so so in that level it, you know there, there's uh, you know it, it, sometimes it can be frustrating uh, because you know you, maybe you make the wrong call or you know some things go down the development path and, 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 and you put in a lot of effort and the designs come in and things looking great and for whatever reason, it just gets derailed, you know, for one small thing or another. And they're like, "Ah, oh, that was that, that was a a, a a near miss, and and, and it, it would have been great if it happened, but it didn't happen for whatever various reasons." Uh, and I know from from fan standpoints, you know, so, sometimes these things seem, seem arbitrary, or or they don't understand why certain decisions are made. But uh, everything is really done uh, with 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 at least uh, good sound logic behind it, and, and it, you know, but. Logic is, you know, ultimately goes out the window once you put the product out there and, and the fans decide. So. Have there been those moments in, you know, the past couple of years where you guys have started going down a path and just 
ultimately decided it, did, it wasn't going to work. It didn't make sense. It wasn't something you wanted to do. Yeah. But then uh, you find yourself coming back to those things. A- absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, and that happens in publishing too. I mean, we, uh, you guys were here. I mean, years ago when I was when I was still editor in chief, uh, I, I was running up and down the halls, you know, screaming about this idea uh, for for. A del- uh, for a, a way of telling digital stories, mm. which I thought was this is it. This is this is how it should be done. While everybody liked the idea, the timing was wrong. Uh, th- this this was I mean the iPad had just come out, mm. so so it, it and and I think it was a wise decision to tell me to go shut up and sit in the corner because if we had gone forward with the idea at that point, um, technology would have would have hindered us. Uh, a vehicle by which people could view this would have killed it. It would have just killed the idea. So we we waited, and then uh, several years later, we we started developing our first Infinite Comics. And I still feel to this day that 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 so down the road, uh, Infinite is really the the best way to tell a digital story. It just involves a whole new way of thinking how to build a comic. And but I think ultimately, it's it's the most satisfying experience uh, once you get past the the boundaries of like the page turn. Nice. Um, if you had one of these sort of worlds to live in, whether it be Agent Carter, Shield, uh, one of the Netflix shows, and you could find yourself situated in, where would you where would you be? Where would I be? Uh, you know, I, I, I think you know the it's 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 the low hanging fruit answer, but it's the true one. You know, I I've always loved the world of Daredevil. That's mm-hmm. been. Uh, and that's and because it's just so New York. It's so New York, and and that's why I've always loved the character. And I've loved the supporting casts, and I I've loved the characters' powers, and 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 what uh, what drives him, and the, the 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 conflicts that live within within him. There's so much of that stuff that 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 I relate to, and and I love, and is over the top and Shakespearean and cool, and you know he's just a normal guy with just a little extra sense of something you know uh so i I love that world and and uh so that that would that would probably be the one i'd want to live in you know i'd get my ass bugged a lot (laughs) i'm I'm, I'm like a walking victim you know uh but that's okay that's okay as long as i know it's a guy in a funky red suit who might swoop down and protect me as long as you're doing everything on the up and up i don't think you'll run into him too much well we covered a lot but if we're sitting here with you a year from today right none of us are fired um, fingers crossed. Finger, all fingers crossed. Let's hope. Toes as well. Um, what do you think you'll be looking back at it and saying, this was the coolest thing from 2016? Well, first of all, I'll be looking back and looking at you guys going, God, you've aged so much. And yeah. I still look <laughs> sure. so young. You so do, young. You have secrets. So you have young. to let us know yeah. off the air yes. what those secrets are. Uh, I eat young editors. Uh, suck the blood out of That's them. That's where they mm. go. Stay young. Yes, yes. They don't last long here. No. Um, the, where will we be? Will we talk about a year from now? Or, yeah, yeah uh, you know, I, I th- it'll it'll obviously be um, Luke Cage. I think people will be talking about Daredevil season two and John Bernthal and and Charlie Cox's performances and and Elodie and I just, I, you know, it'll and 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 Heat will be uh, it will be getting hotter with fans clamoring for Defenders. Uh, that's that's going to be on the tip of everybody's tongue and Iron Fist and. Uh, you know, by that point, uh, I'm sure we will have found and and cast and announced our Iron Fist. Mm-hmm. Uh, just so everybody knows, don't have one. Yep. So, you know, <laughs> uh, but that you know of. Uh, so th- that's all exciting stuff. Just just you know, uh, but but I'm, I'm one of these guys. I mean, 
I just I, I don't make New Year's resolutions. I don't uh, I don't look backwards. Very rarely when people ask me about stuff. I mean, you know, we went down a, a bit of memory lane here, but uh, that's just sort of speaking globally. But I don't. I, I try not to look back on stuff, and you know, and, and just try to move forward. But at the same time, I don't want to necessarily predict. Uh, success it's it's you just don't know but I, I hope that that's what happens i hope that you know people love daredevil season two and uh and luke cage and that the excitement for defenders and iron fist is at a peak you know? oh, yeah and uh and maybe we'll find out who looks if phrase luke's daughter simple as that dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. nice she's yeah. gotta be luke's daughter right i, I don't look i don't want to uh, go down this rabbit hole uh, uh, come on I don't, I don't think so but it's a Star it's Wars. Too obvious. Too what? obvious. Star Wars. Oh, I've been seeing it. You have What? <laughs> I'm gonna get you're the guy. You're the one person. <laughs> I'm thinking maybe when it comes out on home video. <laughs> you're the <laughs> one person. Uh, yeah, no, it's too obvious, right? Yeah. But yeah, I thought you guys were still talking about Luke Cage, and I was confused. I was like, what did I miss? No, no. Um, Joe, thank maybe Ray is Luke Cage's daughter. <laughs> Whoa! Now that I awesome. That would be quite a twist. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank you. Where are fans going to find you on the internet? Where? Yeah. Uh, on Twitter, at Joe Quesada. Uh, I'm on Tumblr, uh, Joe Quesada. Uh, I'm on Facebook. Um, and uh, that's it. That's what I, that's what I, like I got. That's you good. know, and then uh, that's it. Nice. Uh, you know, that's enough. I, and, and uh, you know, I wish I had more time to post, but you know, I, I kind of work for a living. <laughs> a little so. busy. Yeah. Yeah. So. Cool, guys. Joe, thank you. Thank you, as thank always. Joe. Always a pleasure. It was fun. This is Marvel. Let's do it again sometime. Cool. All right, cool. And let's change. This is Marvel. Your universe. <laughs> <laughs>